Hello, and welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. Some call it the Mother Route 66. Others, America's Main Street. Bobby Troop encouraged a footloose post-war America to get your kicks on Route 66. But until now, no one has ever created a way for people to enjoy this great highway without ever driving a mile on it. I'm talking about a virtual tour of Route 66. In 2010, three graduate students, Ann King, Tina Lai, and Mark Meyer from California State University East Bay Campus, created the Mother Road Multimedia Experience. The project was described in the Tunnel Vision column of the winter 2010 edition of the American Road magazine. My American Road Trip Talk guest today is Ann King, one of those bright young students who combined the best of cutting-edge technology with a 1969 Volkswagen Beetle to provide a virtual tour of a portion of Route 66. You won't want to miss a moment of our conversation, which will start in just a moment. But first, I need to let you know that this week's American Road Trip Talk is brought to you by Homa, Louisiana. You're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras, celebrated nowhere else but in Homa, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March 8, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. Three California State University East Bay students designed and built a way to travel Route 66, one of America's great highways, from Santa Monica, California, to Amarillo, Texas, without moving an inch. <laughs> and we have one of them with us today, and I want to uh, welcome Ann King. I'm great. How are you doing? I want you, if you could, to tell us how in the world did you get people to come down Route 66 from California to Amarillo, Texas, without moving an inch? We decided that we wanted to do something historical and that we wanted it to be about our location. Uh, we did it. We started with the content idea first, and then we worked with the technical part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we came up with Route 66. We knew we wanted to do something with Route 66. We came up with the idea of using a real car, um, a 1969 VW with no motor. Okay. So um, I hit the at first I hit the junkyards and started looking for thing, for a car. And long story short, we were, we were lucky and fortunate to get um, a, 19, a 1969 VW donated to us mm-hmm. by an individual um, and. Gordon Hart was his, is his name, and um, we needed the VW to fit inside the building, so it was a small car, and we wow. also needed the windshields to be kind of straight so that it was believable when you were sitting in the car and looking at the computer monitors. Good, sure. Meaning it's, you're not like on your back because the, the windshield is so slanted. Mm-hmm. So we really had to think a lot during the whole project about the user and what they were going to be experiencing. So anyway, that's kind of how the VW came about. Um, it didn't have a motor in it, obviously, and we... When we got it, it didn't really look that great. It needed a lot of body work. It was missing a fender. It was missing a few, a lot of parts. But we were able to get the car um, painted and all the body work done by Mako. And then we got the upholstery done by King Custom Covers and Hayward. They, it, it's like a new car inside. 
And then at, toward the end of the project, we got all the rest of the car parts from the out, from the inside out donated as well. You've got essentially an, an old car that's been restored. Now the challenge is going to be how to get the technology inside of it so that when I sit in it, I feel like I'm actually going down Route 66. We we used a Wii controller for the steering and the brake and the gas. Um, it was actually placed on the steering column of the car it, under the hood. I love it. And then um, no keyboard, no mouse. That was a big deal. We did have the keyboard and the mouse for a long time until we actually got all the right. electronic part of it done. Right. Right. But um, anyway, we got that done. So you use the, the steering wheel and the brake and the gas to maneuver through Google Earth, which, believe me, was a challenge in itself. Um, because it didn't just do that automatically. No, there no, was some I, programming involved. Yeah, right, and that's yeah, a, and that's part of the genius of what you folks brought together. You know, of course, we went to four different states, so we picked the states and specific locations within those states. And so, basically, you would land, you know, like maybe sure, you sure. land in Amarillo, Texas. Okay. And you well, you could pick the state, and then you'd land in Amarillo, Texas, and then you would drive to the Big Texan or to Cadillac Ranch, or to, you know, yeah, and then as you got to those locations, you'd see them, you'd be driving like, okay, there's something, I see it, you know, and so you're kind (laughs) of, so there was some driving, but it wasn't quite as much as we, you know, at the very beginning that we imagined it would be. We had two monitors, well, obviously you can't be driving to, you know, so in front of the driver, we had the the driving, and on the other one, we had a map that moved as to where you were along the way as you're driving. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that was a big technical thing that we had to get done at the end, and it worked. We were so excited that the map worked because we didn't want it to just be a still map, you know. Oh, so, no, that yeah. Is yeah. No, why, so, why? Um, but as far as the radio, um, what we did, we used the radio for any sort of audio that we needed to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, when you drove up to, let's say, Cadillac Ranch, okay, you drive up to Cadillac Ranch, and um, you're like, what, well, first of all, what is this? You know, so there would be there'd be a video there's a video of us there, and there's a video about it, and then there's there'd be photography, obviously, and then there'd be, like, maybe some text explaining about the location, something about the location. However, if you went to the Big Texan in Amarillo, you would you would find personal interviews with the owners of the Big Texan that oh. we did, and then them telling maybe a funny story about the Big Texan or something that you know unique about the Big Texan that nobody else knew, um, and then you'd see photos and you know text and stuff. As now, well. Now, I, d- I understand that you consulted with uh, the folks at the Route 66 Mother Road Museum in Barstow as you were going through this. Was that for some of the aspects of the Route 66? Make sure you got it right. Oh yeah. Well, we talked to we talked to Deborah many on many occasions and some other individuals. Um, a, a gentleman by the name of Jim, Jim Cockle. He's like an ambassador for Route 66. He was. Um, very, very helpful. I don't really think we could have done it without him as far as the – I was in charge of the content for the project. Sure. So I planned all of the road trip. I planned the – you know, researched all the locations with – you know, I can't tell you how many times I called Jim to say, okay, I want to plan this road trip. You know, we you know we were real limited on money. I can't stress that enough. Um, so we had to – you know, we did have a tax ID through the university. So we were able to – Sure. We took a 10-day trip. Mm-hmm. We did not pay for one hotel room. People oh, wow. were so nice to us, and, I mean, it was wonderful. wonderful. You know, we, yeah. yeah. And so it was Jim's help because, you know, and, and other people that I met 
through the process, process of the project that helped us. Um, it's so neat that you got to see, you got to meet this community of people who are out there. There are readers for the American Road Magazine in many cases, people who just love these routes and are committed to helping people remember them and enjoy them and uh, make sure that they don't pass from our collective memory as well as uh, from the landscape period. Right, and I'm, I am personally committed to it. It did affect my life, and I'm actually living on Route 66 now because of it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be very active in, in the Route 66 community going forward. Where do you live on, on Route 66 right now? I'm in Kingman, Arizona now. This is ingenious. What you've done is absolutely ingenious. Now, I guess Thank you. The, the, the question is... Um, Will this ever see the light of day again? I know it was a graduate project, and is to that extent it belongs to the uh, California State University East Bay. Um, is it possible that this might see the light of day, for instance, in uh, down on the Route 66 Mother Road Museum in Barstow or some other place? It's very possible. There are some things like, you know, it's a prototype. We, we'd like to make it more um, roadworthy, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's very possible, and I know the university would definitely work with us and, and you know, and that kind of thing, but I'm sure that we, it would take some grant money. Maybe yeah. somebody, Anne, who is listening to this podcast and has seen the article will say, you know, that is a great idea. I think that ought to be in fill-in-the-blank, you know, someplace along Route 66, or just that the whole general concept could be used as part of an amusement of some kind, amusement park or part of a museum. It sounds like it, it would be wonderful for that. So, Anne, I've got to ask you, Did you mentioned that this is a life-changing experience for you, getting to know Route 66, and that, as a matter of fact, you live on it. Explain to me a little bit more of what you mean by you when you say that it was a life-changing experience. Well, through the course of the project, um, I met a lot of people and, you know, saw a lot of places. And I had been in California all my life. So, you know, anyway, I... Um, really was intrigued by some of the places I saw and after graduation and, you know, and so forth, I just decided to relocate and, you know, try things elsewhere. I, you know, I am, mm-hmm. I am teaching, which is something that I wanted to do. Good. And of course I'm a photographer, which is something what I want to do, but I really want to get actively involved in Route 66. You know, I already have been, I already know a lot, but I have a lot to learn too and a lot to contribute. So yeah, it's just do. going to be. It's, you know, it's just going to be something that that's going to continue with me. Well, and, um, you know, I don't know if I'll stay in Kingman. I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> I'll be somewhere else along the route. But, well, you know, for now. I think, Ann, you've you, you put a, your finger on it. I mean, it's about the people that you meet along the road. And that's kind of our mantra here. It's, uh, you know, it's not about the the road. The road. It's the road would be nothing along. without the people. That's exactly it. And your... Um, you're putting together this multimedia th- experience is a wonderful way of meeting some of those people. And I hope that the concept does make it somehow from these early stages into who knows what it'll be. Somebody will take your idea and turn it into something that uh, people can enjoy in some of these museums along the way in Route 66 and many of the other great routes uh, across America. But I want to thank you and so much for being with us and congratulate you. And Tina and Mark for the excellent work that you did on this. Yeah, and I just wanted to say there's so many people that I could thank that helped us with the project that, of course, we don't have time to do. But um, the New Mexico 
um, association, um, the Arizona Association, as well mm-hmm. as California. You know, they, they've all been very supportive and very nice to us. And, um, yeah, like I said, there's people in, in each city that have helped us. So. Well, as I said, I hope it goes someplace. I hope it doesn't just well, stay thank you. I do too. in a corner someplace, but that it really gets out. And this little project of yours is Virtual Route 66 becomes something that is a, a reality, a practical reality in uh, someplace that I can get behind the wheel of that Volkswagen and do a little traveling myself down Route 66. Thank you, Anne, so much again for being with us, and congratulations to you and to the other teammates on a wonderful project. Okay, thank you so much. This American Road Trip Talk has been brought to you by Homa, Louisiana. You're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras celebrated nowhere else but in Homa, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March the 8th, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our most recent issue blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Or find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.